0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast. Adam and Alex here with you after an unplanned break last week, so apologies, but we are back. Uh, Luckily, the football didn't stop while we were away. Uh, We left you with match week 24, so 25 and 26 uh, have come and gone. We're actually, I believe, into 27 now, Um, but we got it all. There was a bunch of stuff that went down, uh, some good, some bad, some embarrassing but you know we got it all. So we'll uh we'll go over it now and we'll have some fun. We'll kick back. It was like 50 degrees here mm-hmm. in Michigan the other day. I mean, I've put all my winter clothes away.
1: I was wearing shorts all all day today. I had to leave the house and drive do some driving. I was in shorts.
0: It's the Midwest rule, mm-hmm. right? Once you what once you flip, mm-hmm. right? It, it's like uh it's like the boiler system at your elementary mm-hmm. school or your old high school, right? Once they change it, right? Once it's off, it's off. Right. Right? They don't they don't bring it back on because you have a cold day. Just you got to just deal put with
1: your jacket on.
0: Buck up, right? So, anyways, um, yeah, man, we had a. It's hard. To, I'm trying to think. I want to make sure I'm. I want to make sure that I'm going back and picking up where we left off. Mm. Although um, that includes the Liverpool loss to Everton.
1: Yes, it does. So
0: I don't, I don't really want to, to do that. But it's okay, right? I mean, these things happen. There's a little bit of personal growth here on top of your. It's okay. And I can only say that because this is the first time since um, 1999, I believe, that Everton beat Liverpool at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So, law of averages, right? Linear regression, these things. It's bound happen. to happen. So I can say it's okay because every time I say that or talk about Liverpool losing that match, uh, I can say, well, yeah, then see you in 30 years, mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. In 25 years, whatever it is. I'm dying on the inside. No, Dying on the inside.
1: The the problem is, though, is if I'm correct, you're level on points now with Everton after the week following your loss to them. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens when you play at a relegation clip. Literally, prior to the Sheffield match this past weekend, Sheffield had taken away nine points out of their last nine matches. Mm -hmm. Liverpool had taken seven points out of their last nine
1: matches. Yeah, not
0: ideal. They were playing not near a relegation clip since Christmas, at a relegation clip. Since Chris.
1: Yeah, considering that Sheffield is 20th, you were, were playing worse than relegation, if that's at all possible.
0: Correct, correct. It was uh, not good, not good. Yeah, so Liverpool, Liverpool are level with Everton. Everton has a game in hand. Um, whatever. <clears throat> I mean, that's about where I'm at right now. Just whatever. Um, I, like, I find myself in the twilight zone where I, I'm paying attention to West Ham scores. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I go I need West Ham, yeah to right points. Need- <laughs> like what the fuck, man like what alternate dimension have I fallen into where like Liverpool have been playing terrible, but it's not like we're mid table right? mm. it's not like you know Roy Hodgson, Liverpool, where it's like of course West Ham would be above you right so so it's like a dual thing, Liverpool playing like shit and West Ham are actually in fourth it's it's messing with me. I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, it's not great. And with, with Liverpool's uh down, downfall this season, uh, uh the the rest of the Premier League is left uh, to root for. I suppose United to knock the kneecaps off Man City, and yet we are not up to the task with that. Uh, so that's yeah, disappointing I mean, for we, everybody all the way around.
0: It's you guys or Brendan Rodgers, right? And so it's weird. So it's it's terrible, is what it is, because. Harvey Barnes went down with a knee injury, Mm -hmm. right? So I think he had a little bit of surgery. He's out for like six to eight weeks. But it's like last year when Ricardo Pereira went down Mm -hmm. around Christmas time and they just – it was the slowest slide down ever for him. So this year it didn't happen so early, but, I mean, they're right there, 49 points, and now it's like, uh uh-oh, they lost – what was it, 3-1 this past week to to Arsenal. Um so that's a harbinger of Doom if I've ever seen It's one.
1: not great to lose that to that Arteta team, especially when you're sitting in third.
0: But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so Liverpool, they got off the bounce against Sheffield, thank God. Um that was just from a personal standpoint, that was a tough watch for me. I mean, they've all been yeah. they've all been tough watches recently. But like there's been such like uh such I don't know. I don't want to say low expectations or results, right? So I'm watching Liverpool score and they played pretty well, but I've just been beaten down by that. Well, we've looked pretty good, Mm -hmm. except for these seven minutes against Leicester or, you know, the last three minutes against Westbrook. Like, so even when they're scoring, I'm like, okay, well, back to business. Yeah, right. Like, I almost can't find joy because there's been such shit prior to.
1: When does the other shoe drop type of thing?
0: Well, and even if it doesn't, you're like, okay, but you know, you've got like nine weeks to make up for. Mm-hmm. Right, so okay, you won, great. Again, please, yes. again, please, please, one more again. I'm not going to get just. Uh, it's. I don't want to say I've given up on top four because I haven't. But man,
1: it's. I mean, you're only what two points off fourth place. However, I mean, outside of West Ham's loss this past weekend you know, they're undefeated in their last four prior to that. So, you know, they don't seem to be dropping too many points as it goes. Chelsea are on an undefeated run. Now the Tugel's in there, um, even though they have two draws in their last two games. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. You got to find the spots where you can gain points out. Losing four out of your last five doesn't help. It it really doesn't.
0: Well, the worst part is from a Liverpool side, you know, you you look ahead. Okay, well, where are we going to make points? Well, the worst part of our season has come against the teams we should have gained the most mm-hmm. points from. That Christmas period, we were playing bottom feeders, yeah. and now you've got, you have got you had the the Merseyside derby, and then obviously Sheffield, then Chelsea, Fulham, okay, but then Wolves, Arsenal, Villa, you know, Villa a little bit toothless since uh, since Graylist with the injury, mm-hmm. but you know normally you, you want to look for those runs where you're like, oh okay, I'm playing. You know, seven of the bottom half in the next eleven weeks. Yeah. Well, when that happened, we dropped almost all of the points we've dropped this right. season. And
1: so now, so now it's it's a, it's pushing a boulder uphill. Now you got to gain points right. from teams that, yeah, you would have liked to, but you know, it's not necessarily expected. Now it's kind of going to have to be expected.
0: Well, and it's also the margin of error is mm-hmm. is now minimal, mm-hmm. right? Where you can say, okay, well, we cleaned up against the bottom. If we draw ch- to Chelsea, that's fine. Well, at a point, draws need to be taken off the block. Mm-hmm. So,
1: but Well, speaking of draws, uh, I'm just swimming in them over here. My We're still undefeated in our last five, United is. Uh, but three of those five are draws, including a draw to Chelsea uh, at the weekend. Uh, prior to that, uh, the week we left you guys kind of high and dry, uh, We uh, United played Newcastle uh, and won against them 3-1. Uh, to one. It was a fine game. It was, I mean, nothing to write home about. It was, it was what it kind of should have been. Um, we transitioned into ne- last week, uh, uh, the Chelsea match, a 0-0 draw. Uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of stuff about United not being good uh, against the top six, but before we get there, We were talking about it prior to recording. Uh, I was searching for the video again of the handball, or the, I suppose, alleged handball at this point, considering it wasn't given. So it comes from a Marcus Rashford free kick from like 40 yards out. It makes Mendy punch it away, parry it away. And it's flying out to the outside or to one side of the box. And Mason Greenwood and hudson Adoy are going after it. It goes across, it bounces, and... Runs across uh, Mason Greenwood's face, who is goal side. Doesn't touch him. And then it lands on Mason Greenwood and Hudson-Odoi kind of tangled their left and right arms together. Hudson-Odoi's is on top. And Hudson-Odoi's hand comes off his arm. And it hits on his arm and then bounces onto Mason's arm. And then Hudson takes the ball and kicks it downfield. Play is stopped. And initially... I, I don't even remember the sequence of events. It was a penalty on, or it was a foul against Mason Greenwood because it hit. Ref thought it hit his his arm first. Then he goes mm-hmm. to V, and then he goes to VAR check. He's got the ear, earpiece in. He goes to check it on review. Clearly, from review, it hit Hudson Odoi's hand, like his hand hand, and then falls onto Mason Greenwood. Referee blows the whistle, points in a general direction but not towards the Chelsea box, just points with his finger, kind of towards the Manchester United box. And you can hear, I don't know if it was Graham lasso or somebody, and they're like, he's just given a penalty to the wrong end. And he's like, what's going on here? What, what's he doing? And then he's just running, and he's like, okay, what's he doing? And then he boop, blows the whistle again, and he, it blows for a drop ball. For Chelsea. Yeah. And it's like, wait a goddamn minute. You, you can see it clear as day. Look at the pictures. His hand's up over Mason's arm, and it just hits him right on top of the hand. There's no question about it. And
0: Well, so the issue is, the issue is, and obviously this has been talked ad nauseum. So the rule is because, so there's the ability to have um, physical contact, right? So the physical contact that's expected within the box. Between opposing players, mm-hmm. an incidental contact to the ball by the hand is—I don't want to say expected—but it's there's a grace to it, right? And I, there, there's something in the law in this scenario about the hand not being above the shoulder, mm-hmm. and like that was the threshold of the rule. Um, now his hand Hudson's hand is if not above his shoulder, it is at mm-hmm. his shoulder. It could not be any higher. And so, I mean, what, I guess this whole idea is, you know, if I'm sitting there and you and I are jostling and my hands are on your arm and the ball, you know, falls through from a corner or something of this sort onto my hand, mm-hmm. it's not a handball. I'm not, I'm not impeding play with it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not stopping the trajectory of the ball or, or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, there's been this, you know, if it's just above – your your sleeve mm-hmm. right the, the bottom of your kit sleeve it's not a handball but just below it it right. is you know all these all these you know fine-tuned details that they've now put in place now that var is here here instead of just saying look we know what the rule's about the rules about the ball being played with your hand either on purpose or inadvertently when it's in an unnatural or unexpected position, right? So if I'm fighting with you, if I'm if I'm jockeying with you in the box and we're, you know, giving little forearm shivers and the ball bounces off the top of my hand and, and nearly off your wrist, that's expected, right? It's not unnatural and it wasn't a clear playoff. But we've seen throughout, what, the past 18 months, season and a half, all of this just micromanaged rule where when you see something like this, inside it, when you watch it, normally, you would say, well, it's not a handball. It touches hand, but it's not a foul. It's mm-hmm. not a handball. But because this rule has now been bastardized, along with yeah. all of the other ones they have, you find yourself calling for it.
1: Well, so it, it adds that in addition to... Um Everyone likes to talk about United getting a lot of penalties, and that's up for debate even though City and Leicester have more and generally get more than us, but whatever. That aside, allegedly, Shaw told in his post-match interview, told reporters, uh, let me find the quote here for you. So he's talking about the penalty, and he said that he overheard the ref talking to Captain Harry Maguire, and he said, I heard him say, quote, if I say it's a pen, then there's gonna then it's gonna cause a lot of talk about it after. So I don't know what happened there, Shaw said. So he's, he goes to hear because the the bit was what people are saying is it was the dude in his earpiece called it a penalty, and Atwell, the referee, said, "Let me go have a look at it." Went as is his prerogative, and then decided against it because. And then this is the whole thing: Chelsea, the day before the game, put on their website. United get a lot of penalties, blah, 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 and made a a little bit of a fuss on their homepage about it. And then, you know, Solskjaer was asked about it afterwards, and he's like, if Chelsea hadn't have made a fuss about it before the game started, that's a penalty. And then Shaw confirming, air quotes, because who the hell knows what he heard or misheard or whatever, him saying, the ref saying to Harry, it's a penalty, but I can't do it because there's going to be too much shit after about it if I call a penalty right now. And it's like, what are we doing?
0: This is the issue. So Ole is saying that I think it's absolute bullshit. But, I mean, managers say dumb shit. Mine says dumb yeah. shit in front of the cameras all the time, right? So whatever. You know, Ole came out and said, well, you know, ever since some teams uh, started talking about our penalties, we seem to not be getting them. Well, you've been getting soft penalties all year, and it is what it is, right? So in something like this, and this is, again, where does this all get cleared up, right? It gets cleared up in what the rule is. I don't. You don't need to... What's the saying? Uh, you don't need to think if you're telling the truth, or you don't need to remember if you're telling the truth, right? Mm-hmm. If something happens, well, I don't need to, well, what happened? How did right. it happen? Um, uh, right? So I don't need my referees to get on a soapbox, right? I don't need them to be on trial mm-hmm. and give a defense, right? You're, you're not there to be... Um, Opinionated Mm -hmm. right. If if it's the rule, if it's the law, and this is and now that we have video assistant referee, if that's if you understand what the law is and you're applying it, well then that's what it is. You don't have to worry about, well, there's gonna and then here's the other thing, and this is the one thing that I find odd about that Shaw quote. I'm not saying you didn't hear it, but I can't, for the life of me. Want to understand why a ref would say that to a player. Mm -hmm. But why an England referee would say that? What do you mean he's worried about the blow? What blowback? When has a referee ever had to atone? Mm Or shitting their pants in the middle of a game. I
1: think it's I think it's like getting the Mike Dean treatment in in the. I, I think he, I, if it's true, if true,
0: but they they do, and that's and it, they it's, do this. It's, he
1: doesn't want the Metro, like where that quote came from, or the Daily Mail, I mean, or their son getting on their fucking back. Okay, about so it. be a
0: postman. Be a postman. <laughs> hey, right? I don't
1: disagree. You but...
0: Become an accountant. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and this wasn't the only issue. You know, stop the presses. We could we could just do. This is what we should do. You know what? Instead of doing top drawer, let's just do a VAR podcast. Mm-hmm. And we'll just rant. Mm-hmm. We'll just rail for an hour, two hours every week about it because endless topics.
1: Yeah, I mean it is. And, and what's weird is so we're, we're, we're conditioned to it. And I, I think we've talked about this before about how here in the U.S., you know, we've had, we've had this development over the last like 10, 15 years of increased, increased, increased scrutiny both – in review of plays how often they are who can review what can be reviewed that's grown and then our scrutiny over whether the calls were right or wrong but this seems different and it feels different mainly because they tend to be kind of so blatantly either wrong or just ridiculous in the interpretation of it right because in football did the did you know any part of the football cross one white blade of grass into the end zone you can generally get a pretty decent idea or if it's in a scrum they'll just call it one way or the other and just kind of, and that's right. just kind of the end of it right here it's like okay you have apparently two cameras on the field and now you have to use 3d lines for offsides 20 meters away as opposed to being having a camera right down the line i get you can't have that every inch of the field but you can have more than like one on each side of the field right that's because if you've, you've seen those where it's it's, like, from the end of the byline, like, all the way near the end of the touchline. No, I mean, and it's looking 40 yards down trying to line these up. I mean, like, what are we doing here? What is this?
0: Clubs have, clubs have you know, like, AWS and 3D technology. Like, I know Liverpool have it a lot. Where they'll they'll freeze frame. Like, you know, Ma, let's say Mane is going in on goal. And right as he's about to shoot, it'll pause. And the camera will come around. And you'll see all of this, mm-hmm. right? So, it's like this 3D. So, it's not like a live video camera. But you can piece together what the, you know, on the timestamp, right? But even aside from that, I mean, I think the biggest gripe is what's the transparency? It seems like they're making it up as they go. Mm-hmm. These lines, okay, has anyone
1: checked the validity? Came and, out yeah.
0: and explained to us how these lines are applied,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And it's not, I'm not saying that the lines are bent, although the one against Everton at the beginning of the year for Liverpool, where Mane was off sides, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but you know, you've, you've seen ones where they've been like at the inseam of an, of a shoulder rather than, you know, Mm -hmm. the bottom part of the shirt. Yeah. Right. And then the next week it's here and it's like, okay, well, who's picking where to click. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it just, well, it's kind of here. You know, it happened again this past weekend where, um, it was in the West Brom uh, Brighton match. And Lee Mason calls for a free kick right on the edge of West Brom's block. And Lewis Dunk lines up to take it. And West Brom's still setting their line. And he blows the whistle. And Lewis Dunk just clips it and scores. And then there's this uproar. Well, he had blown the whistle a second time while the ball was in the air after he kicked it. And so he originally said, no, 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 go. I blew it a second time. And Brighton is just, you know, beside themselves. After the match, Lewis Dunk is, tells him what happened. He says, um, I'm quoting it. He says, uh, it's embarrassing. It's just a horrendous decision. I said to the ref, can I take it? He blew his whistle and I took it. I don't think he knew what he was doing. So he's saying, he's standing right next to him. Can I take it? He Blows his whistle. He kicks it. But then he blows it again mm. while the ball is still in the air. Meanwhile, the way the rest of the play goes out is he doesn't give the goal. Brighton get in his ear. He gives the goal. West Brom get in his face. And then he goes to VAR. So it's pretty clear you can deduce that Lee Mason told him he could kick it. But then when he kicked it and he got his eyes forward and he realized, I didn't give West Brom ample amount of time to set the wall. I shouldn't have told him to do that. And he tried to blow his whistle. So instead of either just telling everyone to absolutely back off, right, back off, let me consult, right, or saying, this is what happened. I shouldn't have told you that. That was a mistake. There's this idea that if you say, I've made an error, Mm -hmm. and and this is how it should have been, especially in something like this, this was a perfect opportunity for someone to say, Yeah. yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Right? you shouldn't have even had the ability to kick mm-hmm. it, and we haven't kicked back on, so we're going to redo right. you it. You get
1: the free right? kick back. We'll just do this all this over. Exact it never same happened. Thing. Right.
0: Blah, blah, blah. And you can be mad about it, but this isn't, this isn't like I'm coming back to you after the match mm-hmm. where they do so many times they go, well, actually, you know, this should have blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it, and, and to go further on off of Lewis Stunk's post-match comments, they say, they ask him, they go, you know, should, I think he, I, I'm positive it was in this, but they said, you know, should, do you think referee should, should, should answer for this? And he go, and he told him, he's like, yeah, he's like, you, you answered your question, didn't you? Mm-hmm. He's like, right. he may have brought it up, but was like, you know, why don't they come talk to the media? They get to hide behind their bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth, right? There was a, there was a good example. We talked about this with rugby does it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rugby actually does a way better job. I was watching the uh, Six Nations, um, and they're constantly mic'd up the whole time. So, like, as the game is being played, I'm listening to the official officiate the gameplay to the players, right? So, as a fan, that's kind of cool, and I understand what's going on. But there was one, I I forget where it was. I don't know if it was some other country. But there was another mic'd up moment where the ref is literally explaining, and you can hear him explaining to the, the players, telling him to back off, telling them what he's going to check, what he thinks, talking to, you know, the, the linesman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go check it. I need to go blah, blah, blah. Okay.
1: Well, and, so, and what's nice is when they do go check it, because they do have like a fourth official up in the replay booth or what have you, A, the, 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 the video camera or the video screen they look at is the big screen in the stadium. He just turns and looks at it. Right. And then you not only is he mic'd up, but the fourth official in the booth, you can hear the both-way conversation. And he goes, hey, stop, rewind it back a couple of seconds. Yeah, you see the foot there or this, that, or he got in the scrum, yada, yada. And you go, oh, okay,
0: I understand. Well, what's, even, what's even worse is I remember four four years ago, maybe it was three, they on I think of the ball went off. It was either something about the – and did he – I think he deliberately played a ball backwards Is, was the action in question, or was it offsides? And the official came over to talk to the lines judge, and you could pick them up off the TV mm-hmm. camera. And whatever, they're talking, and that's fine. But you hear him say, he's like, I have no idea. And then I think the linesman said, he, I don't think he did, but I don't know. And then they literally say to each other – they ask the fourth official – if he had saw anything, this was before VAR. Yeah. He lit, and, and it picks up off the tee. So you, you then you know as a Liverpool fan, I mean it was everywhere. It was like, okay, so are they getting officiating in their ear mm-hmm. prior to being able to? Yeah, is there influence? So there's just this cloud of of just they're not trustworthy. No, because there's no accountability. And you look, no one, no one wants English referees. In the They're not in the World Cup. Nope. You had one in UEFA and Michael Oliver, mm-hmm. right? but he's not getting finals. He's not getting semifinals. No. I mean, it's a joke. It's the richest league in the world. And, and you, you're telling me that, you know, Lee Mason is that integral to the game that you can't risk exposing him for a bad referee mm-hmm. and possibly having to demote and or just stop employing him. Well, so gives a shit. we know
1: that who is he? We know that they have the capability to promote and demote referees because they do it all the time. We, there's there's uh, 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 a refereeing group that's up from the championship this year. I don't know his name because I don't particularly care that much. But he's up from the championship this year, and I, he's he's refed a couple of Manchester United games and whatever he's done a whatever whatever job. But for him to come up, somebody had to go down. It's like the same. It's the same thing. So we, I know they have the capability of demoting and promoting right. good and I mean, bad referees, and yet they choose to keep on the likes of Lee Mason.
0: What I don't understand, right, why? Who is he to the game? What does having Lee Mason as one of your officials, who, by the way, was supposed to be the, the fourth official on the sideline for Liverpool Sheffield, Sheffield he's, but yeah, I they saw pulled the, him because of injury.
1: Calf injury, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah,
0: okay, okay, bud. That's all this was a, pulled in Neil Maupe, right? After he misses the penalty and he's like, Oh god, my leg, my leg, oh god. But like who is he? Right? What happens? They fire him today. They go, Lee Mason, is actually terrible, everybody. And he no longer works for us. Are we to assume that their matches are gonna be just Mad Max Fury Road yeah. from now on? Like is is that what it is? Is this just
1: it's like they have the exact amount of referees. If you get rid of one, they're like, it's a three-year hiring process. It's like the FBI. We can't do
0: it. Right. This isn't like pickup, right? This isn't like drop-in hockey. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want him to play, but we've only got 10. Right. I, I know he's drunk and he vomits on the ice every week. Mm-hmm. But what we need a 10. Right. We need. You don't need Lee Mason. Send him gone. What if it's like get this, of this weird
1: feedback loop, right, where it's like, fuck, he's been a referee here for how long, and we haven't done anything about it? It's like, well, if we do something now, then we're just going to say we were wrong the whole time and we were just dumb about it, so we can't do that. So we'll just – tell him to lose another 10 pounds and he'll come back next year. We'll...
0: I, I don't get it. I, and I'm tired of talking about it. Like, just not now. I mean, I am now, but, you know. In general. Moving forward, I just – I mean –
1: well right and so it's like the, yeah, before we wander off let me just kind of put a bow on it by a bow I mean a very ambiguous question of like so if you don't have alright so take a first thing improve your refs I think that's kind of our general point and improve the rules of which they have to abide by um, but when the, the question of, of VAR and, and replays in the game um, you know so you, so let's take it away and let's go back to Uh, let's see, what was it, 2013-2014, United's in the Champions League, uh, and uh, Wayne Rooney, or uh, Bastion Schweinsteiger, slides in. It's in like the round of 16. does a nice two-footed slide, and Wayne Rooney throws both legs in the air and completely airmails it right over him. Uh, And we get a free kick, which leads to a goal, yada, yada, yada. Uh, We end up losing the game anyways. But that's not the point. At, or Bashing gets a red card, a straight red out of this, because he did two-foot him, but he didn't even touch Wayne. Wayne jumped and cleared him, but flopped in the air and, you know, does the whole thing. You could have reviewed that.
0: But here's the issue. Something like that kind of It was pretty blatant, last week. Last week, right? And it's not, it wasn't a, an airmail dive. In the Everton match, I don't know if you saw this, kind of Alexander-Arnold's tracking back on Calvert-Lewin mm-hmm. in the second half. He slides trying to just block the ball while they're in the box. And the ball kind of clips over. And as Trent is continuing to slide, his perpetual motion is carrying him forward. Calvert Lewin runs through him, knees him in the back of the head, and falls over. Mm-hmm. Trent didn't have his arms up, didn't hook a leg, wasn't grabbing. He made an attempt for the ball. He missed, but but that you can do that, mm-hmm. right? And the player goes through him and over him on his way to the ball. Now, the ball wasn't out of bounds. The ability to get to it, and Allison had came out and made a meal of it, I believe, prior to mm-hmm. Trent's attempt, and they called it a penalty. And and maybe I just don't know the game, right? Maybe that's what it is. But what are you supposed to do in a situation like that? Yeah. Right. What is a player supposed to? Do? So he makes a play for the ball, doesn't get it, and the player runs through him. It's a penalty. Okay, you want to maybe call the penalty. I don't see it, right? But I've got. I hear people talking about. Well, how is this not a straight run? Mm-hmm. Clear, clear denying of a goal scoring opportunity. But there's these instances where there's something like that. Where what is the rule? And explain it to us on your decision, mm-hmm. right? So when you make the decision, tell us about it.
1: This is how You're it good. violates the rule.
0: Right. You know, player made an attempt for the ball, didn't win the ball. Ball was still in play. Offensive player was impeded by no fault of the defender. But he put himself in this situation. Mm. Yada, yada. Okay, at least I understand. it. Right. At least we... Rather than just coming can... back and just pointing and then just waving your hands like this. Back off. Nobody talked to me. I mean, just you, you just can't... It just can't be like that. It can't be like I said, point to the spot Mm -hmm. and then just wave off nobody talking. It's just it's a joke. But I mean,
1: we just to wrap that up, I mean we get in American football, right? At least they have to turn on the mic and now a lot of times they flubber through whatever the the particular rule is, but they have to say what the rule was that was violated, right? right? Now it could be wrong and shit, but at least they tell you this is what went wrong and this is why you're being penalized.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I agree. Anyways, um, back to the actual sport of it all. Mm. So, how what's your give me uh, give me the outlook? What is what is the you red bastards outlook on the next yeah couple of weeks? I mean, what do you see? I mean,
1: we're we have this problem this year of uh, playing any of the Big Six teams, which to be fair, we've had for the last five years. Um, you know, we, we've lost one. I think we've played. Out of the big six, I think we've played them all six times or played six times within the big six, uh, losing only to Tottenham, you know, that fucking 6-1 or whatever it was. Uh, but everything else is a draw. So we're not losing, but we're not doing anything else. And this is where we're really where we're dropping points throughout the year. Um, and so as I look ahead, you know, we, we have the second leg of the Manchester Derby coming up in two weeks. Um, and then we're into West Ham. Um West Ham, Leicester, uh, a Brighton matchup, and then Tottenham, and then Liverpool—the second leg of that. So our, our next eight weeks—I mean, there's Brighton and Burnley, and everything else is top six, and then Inter Milan is, or, uh, AC Milan is sprinkled on top of that, with the return of Zlatan to uh, Old Trafford. Yeah,
0: so. I mean, so what? I mean, what is it with you guys, though? Is it is it more? Because I still feel like watching from afar. Not being invested, I just feel like offensively, kind of like we we talked about. You guys have shored up seemingly defensively a little bit, mm. but the connection from the midfield and through the front, again, it's like I don't know. What's the what's what kind of attacking football? I guess. Well, so do you guys play.
1: I think I think we're missing. Wow, that's I'm. I don't know. I, I think we're missing – we see that we're missing Paul Pogba, which is something that is actually kind of refreshing to say as opposed to him just being injured and nobody really cares if he's that on the pitch what? or not. six years. Right. So, you know, he was having probably the la- the best eight weeks of his career at United the last eight weeks prior to him getting hurt. Um, and so now with him gone, you know, we have to start – you know, matamine has been on a roll. You know, he's had three goals in his last five starts – um, but you know we're starting the likes of Dan James. We're starting the likes of Matich, where he might come in off the bench. But now that Pod I mean, is there is
0: is there an honest reason why you guys bought Donny Van de Beek?
1: I don't have that an doesn't answer. Doesn't look like I don't, it. I mean, I, I cannot understand. And Ali's worked with him before with the Norwegian uh, team squad, whatever, and and, and at. I don't don't think he worked with him at Mold, but so I I don't understand what is going on there. And I've kind of tried to stop pretending to try to, right. Because, you know, he'll come on every now and again and he will actually look like garbage, but that's only because he hasn't played any minutes in the last five games. So when you put him on for 10 minutes at the end of a game, yeah, he looks like trash. I can't imagine (laughs) that he wouldn't grow into the game if he started. Um, But, you know, even outside of that, I, I think, the problem – I I don't – Pogba being gone, he plays an interesting role where he plays deep. Maybe not what we used to think Pogba used to be able to do. We used to think of him as like almost a 10 or a, some type of super attacking mid at Juventus. But he's never been there. No. He's
0: never been there. He's always been best in a double pivot. Yeah. Where like Pirlo would would clean it up or Conte right. for France. And then he can be a deep-lying playmaker with freedom to operate.
1: So if you give that to – and so giving that to him here – when you have Fred being able to follow through or even pairing him with Matic, who's basically just another center back that just in the midfield, he gives him that freedom to where he can still drop back but then spray the ball anywhere he wants. Uh and so having that and trying to replace it with the likes of a Matic and Fred paired together is just yeah, not. I mean
0: drop in quality is is for sure. Real surprised how Greenwood hasn't really I don't know, gri- Grabbed an opportunity and made the most of it. Um, it's clear Martial isn't mm-hmm. a player that yeah. looked like he might once
1: be. He'll be gone in the summer. I, I have a strong. I've seen some some rumors as agents unhappy with the lack of play time, but he's also not well, scoring I mean, goals.
0: <laughs> what does he expect? You know. But then you've got Cavani, who can, can clearly the man has a nose for goal. He also has the nose for missing sitters a lot. Mm -hmm. But even outside of of those times when he has played, I feel like he's kind of, is it a sophomore slump? Is that fair? Or is it, again, you know, not allowing a kid who's going to have ups and downs Mm -hmm. to play through them and then expecting, okay, well, here's your chance. Don't squander it. You need to play well. Well, I mean, that's not fair, right? That's not fair to any player, right? I mean, it's hard to tell Mosala. Salah, okay, you're out for a bit, now turn it on, mm-hmm. right? Now, you know, the best in the world can sometimes have a hard time saying, okay, turn it on now.
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting, uh, this year in particular, you know, we've all seen the explosion of Bruno Fernandez, uh, and he is a fantastic player, and he was last year, and, and this year, you know, he's leading us in goals, you know, he's tied for second in the Premier League and goals scored, um, leading in, in, in chances created or whatever the statistic is. Um, but with that explosion, you see Marcus Rashford's down in goals. He's starting to come back alive later in this year, but he's he's been down. Martial's got two on the season. Uh, Mason Greenwood's in his slump, whatever we want to call it. But so, so you notice almost all of our forwards are down when Bruno Fernandez is, is through the roof. And it's not that Bruno's taken away, right? He's not running box-to-box box and just not passing the ball. Right. In fact, he's passing the ball more than anything, and yet somehow it still falls to him for him to to slot it in. Um, and, I mean, you still, you see the likes of uh, Scott McTominay's got like seven on the year, which is like tied for his entire career, and he's got it all within like the first 25 weeks of the season. Um, dan I mean, even Daniel James has five on four or five on the year now, and all of that's come in the last, like, six, seven weeks. So it's all these weird midfielders scoring goals. And, See, I think, and then you're like, okay, yeah, Cavani's got four or five. Marcus has ten, but he got five of them in the last four weeks. And you're like, Martial at two? Mason Greenwood, I think, has maybe one this year? What's going on with our yeah, I think a
0: lot of it might be you've got a player in – Fernandez, who doesn't match the rest of your front. However, it's not because Fernandez isn't the correct player. You're realizing, oh, uh, maybe the rest of our front isn't the correct group of hmm. players. Right? So you, you've had them, and, and they started to look good, and you thought, okay, well, maybe we bring this dynamic piece in the middle. And both may be good on their own, but together. It's like, what's, what's good? Um, let's think of something. Pizza's good, mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I like pizza. Very much so. I like other things too, like, you know, Coney Dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Coney Dogs on a pizza. Negative. Doesn't make one inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Together, no good. Separate, very good. And that's almost what I feel like I'm looking at when I see how they play. And maybe that's what I'm talking about is this disconnect between the front three and the midfield. So you've got him playing – In this free ranging, almost like a Coutinho type role, just not as far to the left, more centrally. Mm -hmm. And he's got this creativity to be a midfielder, to sit back, to find that pocket of space um, between defenders and then the other, the opposition's midfield. Mm -hmm. But he almost doesn't have a forward line that's conducive to creating him those pockets of space. Yeah. To creating the movement off-ball or on-ball to really just keep things fluid around the edge of the box and at the top of the box to where he's going to find pockets mm-hmm. of space to either lay off and feed those movements he's then getting or to be provided service or open up you know, shooting lanes from the off-ball movement.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, one thing that I know that has bugged me – kind of in the development of this team for the last maybe three years or so, is we, we really are taking three who would at least want to be or prefer to be out-and-out strikers in Martial, Rashford, and even Mason, uh, and forcing them to interchangeably play on the wings. Now, they're good enough players to do that. We They've been doing it for years now. Uh, you know, One game, Marcus is up top and Uh, Martial's on the left and Mason's on the right or they'll flip-flop Mason will be on top and then the other two will be on the wings and and they can flip-flop wings and that's cool to have in your tool bag but I I wonder if having Fernandez right behind you and then just putting Marcus up on top or Martial or Mason and then finding actual you know wingers to then play on the wings and not just stick two other strikers there and say hey Let's just yeah, let's was, just take all the horses and run forward and see what happens. This isn't
0: FIFA, right? right. This isn't FIFA or football manager,
1: yeah. So, I, I mean, I wonder if that... I mean, Marcus has been fine on the left. So has Martial. So what do you do? I
0: mean, as, a, as a United fan, what do you do? Say, Let's say, in the interest of this exercise, that, for that it's one or the other. It's not going to work this way. Do you get rid of Bruno Fernandes, do you capitalize on his value and replace him to keep Greenwood and Rashford? Because Martial, yeah, he's gone. Clearly going, and Cavani is a, is a rental. Even yep. if he's back next year, not long term, right? Or do you get rid of Rashford and Greenwood? Do you get rid of two probable pieces to keep one, or do you get rid of the one to fix the two, right? Hoping you only have to replace one piece for one rather than replace the two you get rid of
1: <clears throat> yeah i mean if if the deal is marcus and mason leave
0: they both yeah in this exercise they they both with fernandez in the equation they're both square pegs round hole
1: yeah
0: uh or they're or fernandez is the square peg round hole mm-hmm. right so it's Option A, he goes. Option B, they have to go and be replaced.
1: It's tough because we all know who Fernandez is and what he does, and he's fantastic. But he's also, you know, on the downside of 27. He might even be 28, uh, where Marcus is 23, 24, and Mason's, what, 19? Uh, Not to mention that it's two versus one on top of that. Um
0: but one is giving you,
1: yeah, even in it, a system... It's the burden in the a hand, si- two right. in the bush type of situation. But
0: even yeah. in a system that isn't possibly conducive as a team, he's still giving you this output.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's tricky. Yeah, it's not an easy question. You know, I, I love Marcus and I love Mason. Uh, they've been around with me for so long, especially Marcus Rashford has. I, I love him to death. And to be fair, I, I think I'd probably, I'd probably stick with Bruno. I mean...
0: Yeah. He's the best right. player in the
1: Premier League right now. I mean, just is just what he is. And I don't know how mm-hmm. Really I, I would sacrifice Martial and Rashford. And well, keep Mason would, if I good. can keep him. Because he's still a he's still green behind the ears and a nineteen year old. Um but yeah, you know, getting rid of my entire top line of Martial, Rashford and Mason just to keep Bruno. But this is all, you know, I need a striker too. So there's gonna have to be somebody coming in. My goal would be Get rid of Martial. Uh, if you have to get rid of Marcus, and I think you would probably have to, do that. Take Mason. Maybe you can keep Cavani for another year and then keep Mason as well. Uh, and then go get yourself a Hovland or a, a true out-and-out winger. I don't even know if you would really consider him an so out and I, winger, I think
0: what you need, and maybe this is because of my bias on my team, but I think even a lot of teams are going this way. You just need players who can run, mm-hmm. right, who can run with the ball at their feet, move well, right? So that's the weird thing. That's what makes Erling Holland such a cyborg because mm-hmm. he's a big target man, but the guy can he's run so fast. Right? He can move, mm-hmm. and he allows your forward line and that connection from the midfield to be so fluid, right? So, But I, I agree. I mean, I don't think Rashford – stretches the defense for you. I don't think he commands that. His feet, like his, his shooting foot does, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, he can leave some to be desired and leave some goals on the on the pitch, but I don't think his, his pace and his movement command that space from the defenders. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's one thing that Sergio Aguero, Aguero was so good at. Like he was deadly with his shot. He made it count, but his movement, right? If you looked at his shot map, a, or a goal map I guess of him the the spaces and the places that he scores from mm-hmm. it's all over the area Yeah, right he, he'd score from out wide he'd score from close he'd score from you know back beyond the box you know inside you know fox in the box mm-hmm. all these spots because he, he used that movement to create that space you know it's a lot of when Liverpool are firing on all cylinders especially back a few years ago like in the Champions League when all three of our forwards all had 10 goals in the Champions League. Mm. I mean, just the movement they created, from wherever they could be, where the offensive play is developing. And that's what I see a lot in Fernandez. I mean, Liverpool were linked with him, and a lot of fans really wanted him because of that. He was kind of this, like what Phil Coutinho was, just not directly towards the left side yeah. of that. That's what, that was a problem with Phil. He was like a left side number 10. Right. had to he had to play on the left side of that box. And it formed this you know, gap like, in the midfield, but right. yeah. so I don't know. I mean I don't think you guys will do that. That's that's a different no, conversation. I mean that's uh
1: Martial's gone. I, I can't see him staying around. I think he's got another year on his contract. I can't see yeah, him Yeah, but that's gonna be
0: addition by subtraction.
1: Yeah, no, it's he's is.
0: well 'cause it's he's it, not making the most of his minutes, right. so it's just you're not getting a return on investment. I,
1: I, I loved him for the time he was here, you know, especially early on, you know, his debut against Liverpool was, you know, things dreams are made of. Um but You know, he's gone. And I think that's for the best in in that he is not producing, but also it frees up time and minutes that you can give to Greenwood, that you don't have to appease a $250,000 a week player by giving him some minutes. You can just get rid of that. Marcus can go up top or Mason can go up top. And like to be on, to be fair, I would rather Mason go sit up top and put Marcus on the left. He's good on the left. As much as he is a striker, he's better. I think he's better on the left. Uh, let him run at the defender from that angle uh, and get on his shooting foot because he's got a hell of a right foot. Um, and with Bruno there, find somebody to go on the right. <sighs> Dan James, whatever. Find it's somebody weird, you, to go up. The one thing that's Dan James about? is nice is he moves. And I'm a uh Diallo. I've seen him two games in a row now for Real Sociedad. He's come in off the bench. Mm-hmm his first touch in almost both games was a cheeky either nutmeg or flick behind the defender at the touchline and then a burner down the side down the side of the pitch and it was like this is this is what we're living for this is what you pay 40 million for an 18 year old to do this is right. what I'm looking for
0: it's almost like basketball right basketball is moving to positionless right you know you'll play four forwards and a center or four forwards and a guard yeah. you know so it's almost like the offensive end of soccer is positionless. You know, I mean, all of Liverpool's front three can all play across. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Origi, even though he doesn't play it well, but they could play him centrally or out wide. Jata could play centrally or out wide. You look at Mbappe. Mbappe's a striker, but he can play down the left. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So you've got, it's almost like buying players that can play in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. Not down the middle, down the right, and down the left. Just find ones and that's kind of again like what fernandez does mm-hmm. right be fluid be liquid yeah. right find the space where it is well that's a- don't don't just battering ram well i'm a number 9 and i go through the middle and yeah. it's walled off so i'm i'm out of the play
1: it almost seems like a um uh, i uh, like this weird hybrid combination of like old Old is probably not the right word, but but old school Galacticos, early aughts, and kind of twenty thirteen Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is a little bit more rigid back then than what the Galacticos were because it was just everybody's a forward that isn't the two center backs, right? Everybody's a fucking forward, and then you add that to the little bit more the rigidity of what Bayern Munich was in twenty thirteen when they won. And rigid's not, I don't think, the right word either, because they were still fluid, but they definitely had positions. You are Bastion Feinsteiger, and you play in these 40 yards. Now, you can do whatever you want in those 40 yards, but you play in these 40 yards. A little hybrid child is kind of what we're seeing the game develop into, where, like you say, everyone is a forward, and it is fluid, and yet you'll never find Bruno Fernandez somewhere where it's completely Uncharacteri- uncharacteristically, where he should be, right? Completely out of the play in some really weird spot, or Pogba popping up somewhere ridiculous, or Mbappe just somewhere all the way on the other side of the pitch. Like, why are you over there? Now there's nobody on this side of the pitch. Like, it, it well, may for a minute, but somebody's filling. Not, a well, gap. it's not even
0: so much. It's not even so much them being out of the play. It's it, you might see Fernandez being out of the play like that, but I think that would be because. Whoever would need to then switch yeah. and fill his fill place isn't able to, yeah. right? So Bobby Firmino does it all the time, where he'll either come back, or then you'll see him out wide. And instead of Mane saying, "Well, okay, well, I, I play on the left," and mm-hmm. Bobby's here too, he'll he'll move and create that movement back in there. And, they, and Mane can play down the middle. Mm-hmm. Bobby can play from you know in that moment. I wouldn't start Bobby on the left, right? But it, in that flow of that possession, you can do that, and that's what you see with people. You know, like Fernandez like Mbappe, where I don't have to just stay in this rut, you know. So I don't know. Kind of kinda, kinda United centric. That's fine by me. Liverpool got a lot to prove. Just a quick housekeeping note. I mean, Jata's back training, Kaita got some run out, Fabinho's supposed to be back training, which it's me, honestly. I put Fabinho back at, at defensive mid. I put him at six. I'll put Ozan Kabak and Nat Phillips out there mm-hmm. again against Chelsea. I don't care. Play them there. Also, terrible news to hear about Allison Becker's father dying. Yeah. Uh, absolutely terrible. The only thing that was worse all is, is all these football Twitter twats bitching about the goalkeeper selection after a man's father died. Mm-hmm. They know where they can put it. But So hopefully, for me, on my end, my little uh, Portuguese hero – Yogo Jata. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So my oldest, he's a <clears throat> he's a big Firmino fan. And at the beginning of the year, when Jata was just banging, right? Just banging. He said to me one night, he's like, why is Jata always scoring? I'm like, well, what an odd question to ask me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't know, but thank God he is. He's like starting to not like him because he's just scoring too, you know. In his mind, he's yeah, like, he's taking I don't goals know. away. Yeah. He didn't know this guy. Jota's new. He doesn't know this guy, right? Bobby's not scoring. Mane's, you know. And so he said something to me a couple weeks ago as like, I keep updating him on Liverpool losing. Now I said something like, hopefully Jota's coming back. He's like, I kind of want him to score now. I said, you know what? It's your fault, isn't it? You little bastard. Yeah,
1: it's all that bad juju.
0: It's either him or that little Manchester United kid that wrote Klopp the letter last year asking them to stop winning cuz it makes him sad. That's right. Find that kid.
1: Yeah, he must mail it to Santa. He CC'd Santa on it and so when Christmas hit
0: CC Daniel Craig. Yeah, well. Anyways. Also, well, um you want to get to the picks?
1: Yeah, so we left you guys We're not going to break down
0: Liverpool Chelsea. Let's just
1: Yeah. No. Get on that. Right? Uh we let you guys high and dry uh, last week, but just going over the picks from uh, 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 2017 or 2017 uh, uh, February 17th and on um, for that weekend. Um, so you were able to, I don't, for the first time in months, uh, get up over 500. And in fact, you did well over 500. You went eight and five. Um, I mean, you can't lost to Brighton. No Fulham, you know, Chelsea doing Chelsea stuff and screwing everybody. Um, I, however, still was better than you at 10-3. and three, So
0: You know, I just act like you've been there before, mm, right? Yeah. Act like you've been there before.
1: I think the biggest uh, swing change was the Everton-Liverpool up pick. You, of course, picked Liverpool. I, of course, picked Everton. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not
0: going to so. you know abandon my own child here.
1: Hey, I picked, I voted against uh United when they played City last last time. That was hard. I'm not gonna do it again, but that was hard. But All right, well, so let's so, get in.
0: So we're on we're on uh match week twenty-seven.
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: So uh we've got a three slate for today's well, tomorrow's game, today's game if you list starts with Burnley Leicester.
1: Yeah, this is a Lester win.
0: Yeah, I'm not picking Burnley. Mm mm. No way.
1: I mean, I'd love a Burnley victory over Leicester, but I don't see it in the cards.
0: I mean, Leicester is the team I have to now root for, right? I'm not going to root for you to beat City. So I don't even know if I'm really rooting for anyone. But if I had to have a rooting interest in who can knock off City on their 28-match all-competition on beaten streak, I guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to put my faith in Brendan Rodgers again. What could go wrong? Oof,
1: nah, that's not great.
0: All right, so the second match, Sheffield United against Aston Villa.
1: Yeah, Villa. Same. Can we stop for just a second and can we just yes. do uh, picks? Is Sheffield making it out? I know we did at the start of the year who was getting regulated, but I don't have those notes in front of me. Is, is, who, is, Sheffield, uh, is Sheffield getting out?
0: No, not a, not a chance. I mean, they have to win. It's like of their last Thirteen, I think they have to win like eight and draw three.
1: Yeah, because, I mean right now
0: eight and draw two Fulham and eight and draw three, I think. Yeah.
1: Fulham in eighteenth has twenty three points and they're still in relegation. Sheffield in twentieth have eleven points. So that if I could do math is twelve points difference and uh with what, twelve games left.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh good to see Big Sam's still down there. Mm-hmm those off-season pies, you jerk. All right. All right. Back on track. Crystal Palace, they're the, the afternoon cap. They host Manchester United.
1: Yeah, United in this one.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Is it weird that, like, Crystal Palace almost feels like – I feel like we're playing with, like, 19 teams this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I always I don't, forget I, that
1: they play every
0: – Or even, like, they – What was weird it.
1: was they were good for the first, like, 10 weeks of the season. They were, like, top top six level. Winning weird games they shouldn't be winning, and then Roy's like, "Well, I sorry, I was sleeping this whole time. What are yeah. we doing playing <laughs> soccer? Okay, I got you guys.
0: Regression, linear regression. All right, so on to Thursday. Fulham host Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. It's a pretty boring match week so far. Spurs as well. This one, West Brom Everton.
1: Evertonians are gonna go.
0: Yeah, Everton, and then Liverpool host Chelsea for the uh, the afternoon cap.
1: Uh, it's interesting to see that Liverpool are the favorites here, considering the recent slate of games for both teams and their records therein. Uh, I'm taking Chelsea here.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, just to speak on that, I've used this word a bunch of times, but it is, I think, regression, right? I mean, the the players and all of that say, and Liverpool, it's not that Liverpool haven't been creating. They have missed so many chances. The expected goals that they have compared to, what they've turned into has just been absolutely abysmal Mm. during this terrible stretch. So, um, but yeah, I mean, a bit shocking to see the line where it is, but I'm taking Liverpool. Moving to the weekend, we start off early morning with a hot cup of coffee with Burnley and Arsenal.
1: Put me to sleep. Uh, Arsenal.
0: Arsenal here. Southampton look to get on the bounce against Sheffield. I'll take Southampton.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is probably within the last four or five games, Sheffield's best chance to get some points.
0: Yeah, they've, you know, ever since uh, Alpine Clout beat Liverpool, they've just Mm -hmm. altered.
1: I mean, Danny Ings is back. He came back, what, last week, week before from injury, so Mm -hmm. we'll see.
0: Yeah. Villa take on Wolves at the lunch hour.
1: Yeah, this will be an interesting game. I still think Villa's going to have it.
0: I'll take Wolves here just because we're not going to pick every game the exact same way. No. And then Brighton-Lester for the afternoon cap on Saturday.
1: I'll tell you, this is a pretty one-to-one game. Brighton's been on a tear recently. Uh, um, So, you know what, just for uh, the help of my United boys, I'm going to take the Pigeons here, or the Seagulls, or whatever they are.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Lester, but it is odd to see. I mean, it's basically even money. Plus one sixty plus one eighty is what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a coin flip, but I'll take Lester. Give me the foxes. Sunday, West Brom and Newcastle. <laughs> really, really bite the pillow. We're coming in raw right. here. Uh, you, God,
1: you know, give me Newcastle.
0: Yeah, I'm not picking fat Sam. Get out of here, Newcastle. Liverpool hosts Fulham uh, on the nine o'clock hour. Something like that. Liverpool.
1: You're telling me Liverpool's gonna beat the best English coach in the league? Per somebody said that ten weeks ago and I I've just been saying it every week now.
0: Well it's weird though, because when you watch Fulham, Fulham doesn't look as bad as they are.
1: No, they don't. But
0: like the way like when you watch a match, you go, Well, this team can't be that they don't look like they're world beaters, but but then you look, no, they're 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 bad. Mm-hmm. You they don't, no, they don't get results. Although Adam Lookman has been a spark of energy ever since he came over to Fulham. And I'm still sticking with Liverpool.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have Liverpool on this one.
0: Now, here you go. Here's the uh, here's the main course, the Manchester Derby return leg. At City, you guys travel.
1: At United. Remember, it? They do this again. They tell you, right? It says it right there.
0: I'm literally on the Premier League website. Oh,
1: I'm, on, I'm on covers. It says Manchester City at United.
0: See, that's where I got burned But they mass. haven't
1: flipped I, the way it should be, which is City first, then United. And that should be English. It should be at City.
0: They're wrong. Who's wrong? It's City. It's at City.
1: At that Etihad. Yes, it is, as I'm on the Premier League site now. Okay. Well, yeah, Covers is just See, that's ridiculous. why
0: I don't go to Covers anymore, because they screwed me like 20 weeks ago when that happened. I was all upside down. Uh, at
1: the Etihad. At the Etihad. That's right. Um, well, I'm taking United. So
0: I'm taking Manchester City. I, I mean, let's do
1: a scoreline for this one since we're sitting here.
0: Three-one, City.
1: Uh I'm gonna do three-two, United. The winner late.
0: Battle of the chickens for your afternoon uh, cap. You've got Spurs, Crystal Palace.
1: I mean, Crystal it hasn't been anything like it was. So Spurs, it is.
0: Let's look at this real quick because I've got a question that I might. Well, I don't want to open an image. I got a question I might want to ask you here. I'm going to take. I don't know who I'm going to take. Let me give you that answer first. The question. Or I want to say. What I want to. It's a draw. I'm giving a draw here. I want to. I want to see. Exactly what Tottenham's recent run has been. All right,
1: you're on Tottenham. I'm looking at uh, uh, Crystal Palace right now. So
0: Tottenham 4-0 over Burnley, lost 2-1 to West Ham, lost 3-0 to Man City, 2-0 West Brom, 1-0 Chelsea, 1-0 Brighton, 3-1 Liverpool. They have just fallen on their face. I was going to ask, if they lose to Crystal Palace, does it all come undone?
1: The Jose House of Cards?
0: Yeah. What, would that be What's, what's the,
1: there? Hold on. Let me get back again. It's not as bad.
0: I mean, so they beat Burnley last, 4-0. Um, lost to West Ham 2-1. Lost to City 3-0. Beat West Brom 2-0. Lost to Chelsea 1-0. Lost to Brighton 1-0. Lost um, to Liverpool 3-1.
1: That's an interesting question. Is, is the ho- So what, because the where question, are we at? What, hold on, was this year two and a half or one and a half? It's year one and a half. One and a half, yeah. But,
0: I mean, he's already had a player literally leave the stadium on halftime. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were flying high until Jose said, okay, hang on a second. Go get the, go get the first goal, and then let's run and hide for 90 minutes. So ever, ever since they stopped having fun –
1: I think the question's going to be, because they technically play Fulham prior to Crystal Palace. If this is a a draw and a loss, or a draw and a draw, or a loss and a loss... If it's a loss and a loss, he might be gone.
0: Now, I'm not saying if they lose to Crystal Palace, they fire him straight up. But does Jose do what Jose does, Mm -hmm. and make it so untenable after an embarrassing loss like that, Mm -hmm. to where... He may not be gone now, but you'll look back whenever he leaves, if it's at the end of the year, and you go, you might as well have just sent him home yeah, after that. right foul, then.
1: So. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's leaving in the middle or or during the season, but, you know, if I see a Fulham loss-loss or a loss of one of those two games. Uh,
0: oh, that's root for radio right there. Mm-hmm. That's something that's I about.
1: mean, hell, they give some storylines, some crazy Jose. We haven't had exactly. much crazy Jose stuff this year. That's
0: well, it's because they've been
1: – Kind of decent. <laughs>
0: Well, they were, but then they, you know, they just, they, they seemingly switched their approach after they got, you know, drubbed. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it's been, it's been odd. They were playing so well, you know, Harry Kane, the creator, Men song, all this. And then it was like, Jose woke up or he was still drunk and he was like, okay, what Whose idea was all this? Who's doing All that? this expansive play. So, the last two matches of the week, though, on Monday, Chelsea host Everton.
1: Yeah, I think Chelsea keep rolling.
0: Same here. And then West Ham against Leeds.
1: West Ham, I can't pick against them right now.
0: I have to pick against them. Come on, Leeds.
1: True. But you're you're betting with your heart again. You're betting with your heart again. I shouldn't
0: because I saw a stat, something like, Leeds, Leeds has the most points secured. Recruit against teams not from London. But I don't think they've won a single point against a team from London all year.
1: That's not ideal of a stat. But I need I need
0: them to win.
1: Bet with your heart. There's no way you That's can right. lose, right?
0: That's right. <laughs> what do you say? Clear mind, full hearts, can't lose. There we go. All right. Take care of some housekeeping stuff and let's get out of here for the week.
1: Yeah, you guys all know the drill. Uh, you can hit us up at topdrawerpod at gmail.com. Uh, make sure that you're following us on all our socials at topdrawerpod on Instagram, top Podcast on Facebook, uh, and top Pod on Twitter as well. Our Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash topdrawer. And ensure that you are following or subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, podcast from. Make sure you're subscribed Two top door podcasts so you can get uh, the latest and breaking football, Manchester United, Liverpool news, uh, unless we skip a week for some weird reason. Uh, right, up on, right up on your uh, uh, doorstep, I guess.
0: That's right. Sometimes things happen, whatever. It's life. We had an intern here. We could have informed you guys that it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. However, we don't. So. All So, right. Well, uh, full slate. Can't wait. Excited to uh, fill the rest. I got you know what's worse, you know what's bad. So I got to go back to. <clears throat> I've got to go back to the office two days a week now, so I will be there on Thursday for the Liverpool match, which is just so unfortunate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had such a good thing going, right? I got to ruin it. It's corporate poppycock. Yeah. It's absurd. Anyways, well, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is
1: Top Drawer.